Welcome to the Tech in 20 Minutes podcast, where you will meet new tech vendors and learn how they can help your business. At Clarksys, we believe tech should make your life better. Searching Google is a waste of time, and the right vendor is often one you haven't heard of before. Hi, I'm Max Clark, and I'm talking with Jason Weezer, who is the RVP of Channel Sales for 8x8. Jason, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, Max. I look forward to chatting with you today. So for people that don't know 8x8, what does 8x8 do? Yeah, so appreciate the question. 8x8, uh, we are ultimately a cloud solutions company. We help businesses transform their customer and employee experience with a single system of engagement for voice, video meetings, chat, uh, team messaging, contact center, and enterprise API uh, solutions powered by one global cloud communications platform. So let's dig into that a little bit. You know, you say voice, you're talking about a phone systems, contact center, you're talking about inbound call routing, probably predominantly. And then you said API. Can you give me a little bit more color on each one of those, you know, topics? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, voice, I feel like that's uh, pretty self-explanatory, right? You got calls coming in if you're looking at it from a contact center standpoint, but also if you're looking at it just from a communication amongst the office. Um, so you've got the ability to reach out to internally, see presence uh, of employees, also have the ability to interact from a chat standpoint and transition amongst those channels. So I can be on a call and let's say you and I are chatting and one of my coworkers has a question, they can still message me and be able to have that interaction and get the answer in real time. One single pane of glass. I don't have to leave disparate systems and, and incorporate it's all in one UI environment. So 8x8's been around for a while. You guys have been in this space for, for some years now, right? Yeah. So we started the company and don't hold me to this exact date because I'm sure you know one of the founders is going to is gonna call me out on this if I don't know the exact date. But uh, I want to say it was in eight, 1987 is when we originated. So we've been around for quite some time, made a couple iterations, and we've really morphed as a, as a company, really focusing on voice in the cloud and 100% in the cloud. It, it was We've never done anything from a prem-based environment. Everything's been focused from a cloud ecosystem standpoint. So in today's world post-COVID, there's a lot of discussion and, and activity related to remote and distributed workforce. I mean, we saw a, a pretty rapid shift of companies that were maybe on-premise and all located or co-located in office buildings or locations that now have remote workers. How does this work in the 8x8 world? What would be the experience for, for somebody looking at or thinking about going remote or supporting distributed or deciding what they're doing you know, in the next months and years? Yeah, so I think remote work has kind of been a... It's been a topic that's been talked about over, I would say, the last 10 years. I mean, I look back to when I started my career uh, personally, it was I was working remotely myself, right? And, and the tools, I think, have progressively gotten better amongst time. And so I think this transition or this, this pandemic uh, has really catapulted that into a much uh, faster environment for us to adopt it from a business standpoint. Some of the articles that have come out as of late have shown the increase in productivity from people being at home. Uh, they liken that to you know, people not to stopping by to just chit chat at an office desk. And while everyone needs that interaction, uh, when you see five, 10% productivity increases, it absolutely has an impact to the bottom line. So I think we're gonna continue to see that shift from a standpoint of getting more and more companies taking advantage of the remote environment. And eight by eight allows for that to happen by and large part, because of the single platform that we offer. So you've got the ability to leverage your your computer, a simple laptop. There's no downloads that need to happen. So um, 
when we did have this pandemic and companies were forced to make that shift, there was no IT security things that, that companies had to do. Uh, they could simply say, hey, here's your, uh, here's your meeting link and they can log in and have video chat, et cetera. And so I think the, in general, this has put a focus on people can do it. People, I think, are starting to like to do it to an extent. And don't get me wrong, people are missing that interaction. But I do think that there's going to be some sort of uh, healthy balance of folks that are no longer needed to go into the office versus folks that uh, are, in fact, needed to be there. So, I mean, for a company that was already an 8 by 8 customer, their transition to remote was, you know, take the phone off your desk and go home with it or download the soft phone and, and, and use a soft, you know, soft phone app on your computer or install the app on your phone. For, you know, companies that have now been caught in looking at transitioning into a, a cloud communication system, or, or they're, you know, maybe thinking it from, from the standpoint of, I need to have remote, you know, remote workers now, what do I do? What has 8x8 done and, and what are you, how are you facilitating and helping people with that transition? So we looked at it from a two-pronged approach. Um, you mentioned a little bit earlier from the from the current eight by eight customers, uh, there were things that had to change necessarily from a from a user standpoint, more so in terms of the licensing model. Once you had that shift of everyone being remote, all of a sudden companies saw the the increase in the number of their staff that they had to be able to support working from home. So we immediately enacted a program called the Rapid Expansion Program, and this was for current customers, where it allowed them to turn on new licenses, new licenses, excuse me, to be able to assist the workers that are now going to be working from home who didn't necessarily need a phone number, um, who didn't have to have that sort of interaction or videos, etc. And there's no terms associated with that. So it's more, hey, we need this for one month or, or 10 months, or we want to continue on, they can cancel at any time with no ETS. So that's the first part of the of the equation. The second element was more around the net new customers. And with a lot of companies not looking, not being able to forecast, well, obviously no one was able to forecast this pandemic, but they didn't necessarily have the the backup or disaster recovery in place to be able to make that that transition incredibly quickly over to that remote at-home environment. And so one of the things that we did was we offered our video meetings platform right off the bat for free as well to anybody and customers, businesses to be able to use it. It's three easy steps. You go onto the website, uh, you name the meeting, and you click start meeting. You can invite folks. It integrates into Google Calendar, uh, Microsoft Calendar, etc. So it allows them to be able to have that video interaction as well. So we're certainly looking at it from kind of that two-pronged approach of how do we help the current customers, but also focus on some of the net new customers. And then the last part of that was with those net new customers, we allowed them to upgrade into a uh, what we call kind of that uh, the premium model, where they can pay on a monthly basis. They get more analytics on the back end. They can see uh, their speech analytics, and uh, there's some additional features in terms of integrations that you're going to get with that month to month model that allows them to be able to leverage it as well. So. We've been evolving as the pandemic continues on and the needs of the customers continue to change. We make that evolution with them. So your video collaboration tool is all browser-based, you said. So from that standpoint, there's no software downloads. The IT department doesn't have to be involved. You're not talking about security policy revisions. I mean, it sounds like that becomes a very easy thing to integrate into an enterprise. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and, and when you talk about from an enterprise standpoint, the, the next thing that always comes up is what's the security? What does that security look like? Right. When you 
when you hear browser-based people start to get concerned. And so, you know, not getting into the some of the challenges that the video companies have had over the last two months, but that that has been a big topic now that everybody has shifted. And so we've gone to end-to-end encryption. We're currently building that out right now. And there's a couple other security things that we put into place to, you know, be able to satisfy the the IT and security folks at a, at a given company, up including to uh, telemedicine, to be able to have HIPAA compliance from that standpoint, and to be able to leverage those certain security protocols. There's a few people offering a UCAS and collaboration tools and contact center at this point. Why eight by eight? What makes eight by eight better at this, you know, than other people in the space? Yeah, so it goes back to kind of what we had talked about, right? The first question I would th- I would say, you know. One of the things that we focused on is we, we were an engineering company first. We were a company that built out our platform. We believed in a single pane of glass, and that has continued on as we've acquired companies, we've brought them in, re- redeveloped their code, et cetera, to have it be one system of intelligence. And the reason that's important, as you look at this from an at-home environment, as IT and security is all being looked at, and in trying to be tracked in terms of what that engagement process looks like, there's an element that allows you to be able to get data from an output of that standpoint. And so having that one system of intelligence and being able to transition seamlessly from the UC to the CC, get access to subject matter experts that you may not be in communication with or may not have access to right next, at, right next to your cubicle, that's critical to business into that speed to market. So it helps with the employee experience which in turn helps customer experience. And ultimately, that's, that's the end goal is to drive overall the overall experience of each end user and their consumer or customer. Otherwise, make sure your employees are happy and productive and your customers will be happy and, and satisfied, right? I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the grail. That is, that is very critical in our mind, absolutely. So, I mean, can you give me an idea of who your, your customers are, what this looks like? I mean, are you focused on specific industries or verticals or are places on the planet or sizes? I mean, how does that work for 8x8? Yeah, I mean, we've got uh, the way that we kind of have our business structured is we've got uh, two, two routes to market from a commercial standpoint and from an enterprise. So we run the gamut from single users on up to, you know, 100,000 plus implementation. So it's a... We, I don't want to say that we segment ourselves in terms of specific industries. I will say where we've seen a lot of success is retail has been very popular. We've also seen a significant amount of success from the telemedicine side or, or healthcare. Banking is another very large vertical, if you will, that we've seen uh, significant successes. So um, we, don't, we don't play in one specific vertical. We kind of run the gamut of, of all of them and, and span the customers. And then depending on where the customer lines up helps with the go-to-market strategy of how, how we tailor the process to make sure that they're receiving the best experience from 8x8. And 8x8, I mean, you guys have a, have a global footprint, global platform. I mean, there's very large enterprises planet-wide with 8x8. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we've got some patents out there that are critical in order to enable the, the routing uh, from a geography standpoint. So we've got uh, the ability to look at where a call is originating and where it's terminating and defining what the best traffic, the route to traffic is, or the best way, excuse me, to route that traffic. But in addition to that, we also have the ability to minimize the latency, which as we know, that's a big concern as companies try to make the shift from a prem base to a cloud base. Generally speaking, that there's two concerns that come in, the, the quality of service and the security. 
And so by leveraging that quality of service to be able to have the geo routing that we have, it absolutely minimizes that and helps with the Moz score to ensure that the call quality is there. So, I mean, if I had an office in, I mean, there's, there's certain countries that are difficult with telephony and voice, right? And VoIP. So let's say I was, I had an office in Israel and we had a PRI line. I mean, is that something that we could integrate and bring into an eight by eight environment and have a single system with you? Yeah, we would want to look at it. Um, we've got uh, folks within our company that look specifically at porting. We look at the network dynamics. So that's all part of the pre-sales process. There's not companies right now that I'll say that we absolutely won't do business, but there are some I shouldn't say companies, excuse me, I'll back up and say countries that we won't do business in. However, there are some countries that are harder to do business in. And so depending on what that routing of the telephony looks like, we may or may not say, hey, we've got to do it a different way. But we'll leverage our network engineering team at no charge to the customer to say, hey, this is how this is how we could make it happen. Does this work? Here's what we're going to offer from an SLA standpoint, et cetera. So, I mean, who becomes an ideal customer for 8x8? What's the no-brainer? You know, is it is it, you know, I have multiple countries and continents of footprint, or I have certain locations or certain vertical or certain application or certain size? Like what what is the oh, you guys fit this profile like this is a slam dunk? So from our standpoint, again, it goes kind of back to that. We don't play in a specific vertical standpoint. I will say retail to from our perspective is a slam dunk on our side. We do very, very well on the retail side of the house. In addition to that, when you're looking at it from an SB, if you're looking at something from a velocity standpoint, you want quick, uh, it's got the security, et cetera. It's a very good option to be able to spin this up in a very quick manner. And then as you go to the enterprise, again, if you're looking from a, from a global standpoint, that is absolutely a strong suit of ours in a, in a place that we win very frequently. So if I'm considering eight by eight, you know, how would I kind of understand, uh, get an idea of how much of this costs? Like what is, you have a pricing range you can give me an idea of, and what is, you know, is this based on extensions or seat or, or feature set? You know, what, how does this break down? Yeah. So we look at it from, there's a, there's a couple different routes to market that we can look at it as we have one, uh, I mentioned a little earlier during the conversation where we've got the, the free, the freemium meetings, if you will, where you get a little bit more. API connections and things along those lines, that's $12.99 a month, for instance. Month to month, you can turn it off as needed. But if you're looking at it from a from an overarching communications platform, it can range anywhere from about $12, I would say $10 to $12 on the low end side if you're just wanting phone lines, on up to the contact center side of the house can be, you know, $115, $120 dollars. Let's talk about contact center for a second since you brought it up. A lot of companies might say, you know, we're not running a contact center. We're not, we're not a, a reservation system or a trap, you know, big airline that you call into. I mean, that's, but, but that line becomes really blurry in a lot of cases because a lot of people actually do have contact centers. So how would you describe contact center where you actually fit and how somebody would know, like, this is something they should be thinking about? Yeah. So from a contact center standpoint, one could make the argument that if you're getting incoming calls, you're a contact center at the end of the day. And I think it's important to look at how your business is set up in terms of what that routing is. So the way that we kind of have our system set up, it's called the X-Series platform. You can scale throughout you know, those licensing, depending on what additional needs you may or may not have. And so from a contact center standpoint, as you start to grow and potentially want to get into different spots of the business and or have different integrations, be able to leverage analytics and those sorts of things, that's what dictates kind of where it's at. But you can have a contact center on the very low side and be able to still uh, you know, 
leverage just a basic call transfer because that's ultimately a you know a very basic if we will contact center but if you want to have kind of that uh the ivrs on the forefront and you want to be able to have speech analytics and those additional items that you get with some of the larger contact centers so to speak that's certainly a function and you don't need to have 100 or 300 500 employees on that you can have a you know five employees on that and and just have that routing to to offset some of those calls that you may be getting in on a frequent basis things like hours of service you know what are your holidays etc that stuff can all be offloaded for a lot lower cost than having an employee you know shield those calls and your interactions are with the contact center are much more than just voice I and mean, there's other channels and ways for for customers to interact in that point Absolutely. You've got, uh, you've got the voice side of things. You've got messaging. You've got integrations onto social platforms. Uh, so there's, there's various different ways that you can absolutely interact from, from a contact center side of the house as well. And that's important as you're starting to have those conversations that we, that we understand that and understand what it is that how you want to facilitate those coming into your business environment to help that customer experience. So Jason, can you run me through what the actual trial and demo processes with 8x8 as it relates to somebody looking at you for video or voice you know, communication collaboration contact center. I mean, right now we're, we're in a con- condensed cycle. So how would they, you know, how would they look at this? Yeah. So it, from the condensed cycle, it's interesting because it's kind of changed the way that, that businesses have historically looked to acquire a unified communications platform. So I'll speak to it in terms of Kind of the way that it's working right now, or what we're seeing right now, and then I'll I'll highlight uh, some of the some of the changes or some of the legacy, I should say, ways that we've done the business model or or facilitated working with us. So from a from a standpoint of right now, how COVID has impacted it, one of the changes that we've seen is on the small business side of the house, and I guess for small and mid sized businesses, if you will. We've seen a lot more velocity. Uh, there are deals that have come in and they call us and they say, hey, we need, we need this because our state has shut down. Uh, they're leveraging Safer at Home. How quickly can you turn this up? Can you give us a demo? We can give a demo that within an hour, uh, two hours, depending on you know, the, uh, the resource that's available. And we can have a system up within a day. And if, if I look at it from an enterprise standpoint, there's actually a pretty neat case study on our website. We school in Italy when the, when the country shut down, they actually called on a Friday night. It was after business hours. Said, "Hey, country shutting down. We need to have a solution." And by that Tuesday, we had the entire country set up to be able to leverage the video communications platform. Right now, last I heard, it was like thirty percent of of all secondary schools in Italy are leveraging our video communications platform to be able to interact with their teachers and still get their schoolwork done. So it's it's been a a very big pivot, I'll say, from a from what historically the process is, because anybody I feel like that's been in this industry for a while knows that the, the sales life cycle or or the vetting process from a from a you know business side is pretty extensive as they look at this. So going back to what it was, you know, prior to COVID and where I think it'll eventually even back out to, we have some really cool things that we do in that sales process to be able to assist the customer and looking at this. You know, we do offer demos, of course. We've got, uh, we'll do live demos, uh, walk them through. But the biggest differentiator from my mind that we do compared to our competitors is we have what's called our center of excellence team. And this is a team that internally we can take opportunities to and say, hey, this is a, you know, an opportunity for a 500 seat customer and they want these specific integrations. And to migrate off of their prem environment, 
They need to see this and see how it flows. And so this team will actually go on site. They'll build out the integrations. They'll let them trial with specific success criteria that was created from 8x8 side and the customer side and let them trial that for 45 or 60 days, et cetera, to ensure that it, it works as needed. And it's a, it's a two-way form of communication. There may be a little tweak over here that needs to happen. From our side, the customer may want something routed a little differently because they don't want to like for like anymore. And, and during that time, that's a, that's a no charge service that we provide to ensure that customers feel confident making the shift from their premise or, or current cloud environment over to 8x8s. That's awesome. Jason, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much, Max. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining the Tech in 20 Minutes podcast. At Clarksys, we believe tech should make your life better. Searching Google is a waste of time, and the right vendor is often one you haven't heard of before. We can help you buy the right tech for your business. Visit us at clarksys.com to schedule an intro call.